0: Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. As always, I'm Stevie, and this episode I'm joined by Mac. Hi, everyone. Hello, Mac. How are you today? I'm very good.
1: It's actually um, Australia Day here today, so feeling very patriotic.
0: You have, like, sausages or something, don't you?
1: That's pretty much it. you got it in one. Sausages and bread, that's the whole
0: day. It's just an excuse to have more sausages than usual. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the current score is thirteen ten to Pokemon, and this time we'll be discussing 24th episode's If I had a tail hammer and wired for battle. So let's start off with If I had a tail hammer. Uh, I think we should start by saying what we would do if we had tail hammers. (laughs) Probably smash things, I guess. Like, what else do you use the tail hammer for? True, but what would you smash first? What
1: would I smash
0: first? Davis. Personally, I would smash that like button. Oh, wow, that's really rough. Don't forget to hit that bell. No one even watches on YouTube anyway.
1: I really wasn't expecting that one.
0: (laughs) That got me good. Just because Cheeside's not here doesn't mean there'll be no puns, Mac. Hopefully it means there'll be better puns, if nothing else. I don't know. (laughs) So, let's see. My notes are always awful, so let's just go into it. Starts off with Ken and his parents having dinner. A nice family dinner. It's really wholesome, actually.
1: Apart from the really gross chewing sounds they decided to put in there, which (laughs) really put me off. I don't know why, but apparently Ken's family eats really loudly. other than that, it's pretty wholesome, I think.
0: Ken has more stew because his parents are concerned.
1: That's really sweet, actually. Then he heads back into his room and Minamon asks him why he ate so much, and he says it's because he didn't want to make his parents worry. So, yeah, really nice all round. This was the start on Ken's
0: path to obesity. Always giving in to his parents. It's really sad, actually. On the bright side, Minomon is really cute. Yeah, really, really cute. The jumping jack
1: scene is burn those abs, or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> How does he even jump that high? He doesn't does have legs. legs. <laughs> I don't know. Pinecones are apparently very bouncy.
0: Is it based off a of pine cone?
1: I don't know. I assumed that's what its like bottom half was, but it
0: might just be some weird like bagworm type of thing. I'm looking it up because I'm curious. Because I thought it'd be like a sort of cocoon thing. This reminds me of a pine cone. One of its attacks is apparently just pine cone, where it just throws a hard pine cone-shaped substance. That's hilarious. So is it not actually a pine cone? It must be right. Like, why else would I have a pine cone attack? Then why does it not just say throws a pine cone? It says a hard pine cone-shaped substance. That's uh, actually a little bit concerning. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just come out and say Pinecone?
1: What is it throwing at you? don't want to know. Like, in terms of Digimon, it could be anything, so...
0: It's other moves are Worm Barrier, where it just summons a barrier to protect itself, which is pretty cool. And the other one is Frothy Spit. Frothy Spit. Absolute classic. Yeah, can't not have a Frothy Spit or Bubble Attack. I think Minamon is better than Leafman though. Yeah, it's
1: more unique, not just another Ball Digimon. Yeah,
0: although Ball with Leaf is more interesting than most of the Balls. What have we got? Ball with
1: leaf, ball with wings, ball with horn. Very interesting stuff.
0: <laughs> They're also round and cute, though. They are. I really like baby Digimon. They are cute. But in the middle of the night, this creepy lady turns up in Ken's room and hacks his computer for reasons. Pulls him useless and says that he had wasted potential and then mysteriously disappears again. She's creepy, but she has pretty cool lipstick.
1: Yeah, I like her glasses.
0: Yeah, the glasses are cool as well. Triangles, aren't they? Am I imagining that? I oh, know they are round. Lame. they're not like squirrel squad glasses that'd be hilarious though just have a crossover so yeah that's kind of the intro bit with ken very mysterious yes super mysterious we have no idea who she is unless you've watched it before like we have uh, meanwhile the digi kids the new ones that we still care about well davis is getting himself into trouble again he's smashing things with soccer balls at the school i think he's skipping ahead a little bit They kind of, like, jump back and
1: forth, don't they, a little bit? Um, we cut to them in... We find out it's primary village fixing things, and for some reason Cody is on Digmon's back while Digmon is drilling, and apparently that's helping, even though though all the other humans are actually helping. Cody is small and cannot contribute otherwise. There's actually a really good line in this part. TK says, that jerk really left the digital world in a big mess, didn't he? And then Davis replies, hey, it's not my fault. I'm doing the best I can. When he was obviously talking about Ken and not Davis.
0: I mean, Davis did destroy an entire rope bridge two episodes ago. Not surprised. It was very bad. I think then um,
1: they kind of ponder as to what Ken is doing these days, and Cody says he'll never forgive him, and he's really angry, and that doesn't suit his voice. I'm not sure why Cody's like that, but hopefully they'll explore that
0: more. One day.
1: And then I think the team goes back to the real world, because Cody has a kendo lesson, and the others are really hungry.
0: Yeah, that's it. The kendo lesson's kind of just eh.
1: I enjoyed it. The liquid yogurt analogies, <laughs> and how excited his grandpa is about liquid <laughs> yogurt.
0: The actual Kendo itself, though, is kind of just the same animation on loop, with stick noises.
1: Yeah, I feel like they use the same one every
0: time. Every time it's a Cody episode, they get the same animation. Why doesn't Ken do Kendo? Oh <laughs> No, I'm serious. Why doesn't he do Kendo? He'd be great at it. Yeah, I imagine so. This is a really important point. I mean, Kendo. I got it. Good, good. But... Sensei or grandpa, whatever Cody decides to call him, uses one of his usual teaching tools of, look at this yogurt, it's an analogy for approaching life. I think
1: I like Cody's grandpa more than Cody.
0: (laughs) Cody's Grandpa and Albert Dillamon would have the best... What's the word? Chemistry. There we go.
1: Yeah, I would actually pay to see Cody's Grandpa take Cody's place in the O2 team. That would actually be really cool. An old man Digi-Destined. That would be. So we then cut to all the Digi-Destined getting ready to go to sleep for the night. There's... Him on, massaging Yola's back, Davis sleeping, and then there's TK, who's building block towers, and he finishes building his block tower, and then he says, I finally did it. Wait until Davis sees this. He'll flip. I mean, I knew they were really young. <laughs> I didn't know they were that young. That He would get excited about putting like three blocks on top of each other, I think it was. <laughs> And say that he needs to brag about it the next day to Davis. I mean, it probably would be an accomplishment
0: in Davis's eyes, but still. It's taken TK a solid 10 years to get good enough with those blocks.
1: He's so excited about it, though. He's
0: like, yes, I did it. My life is complete. There's nothing else I need to do. Basically an architect. But yeah, Patmon wrecks it because Patmon sneezes. So now there's no evidence of TK's brilliant block building abilities.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. I really wanted to see where that plot was going to lead
0: to. To be honest, even if he did manage to show Davis, Davis would not care. Just because he hates TK so much.
1: I don't think anyone would care,
0: though. We've been spared an episode where Davis gets jealous of his block building abilities and tries to build with blocks in front of Kari to impress her.
1: Yeah, but instead of building with blocks, he uses primary village and ends up wrecking everything. That's like a legitimate Digimon episode.
0: Pretty much. And now we're up to the bit where Davis is smashing windows in the school. He's apparently smashed, like, it's either four or six.
1: I think everyone says it's four, and then he's really surprised that it wasn't six, and then everyone laughs. Ha ha ha,
0: Davis, you're silly. Davis, you vandal. And they all head into the digital world again to do more cleanup. Yep, so this time there's a big group of
1: Poonimon, I think they are, just hanging out, because apparently when you rebuild a school, all the Digimon will come back. I'd love to know where they went in the first place. Yeah, like, where else do you go, especially if you're a baby? Like, where's Electmon? That's really irresponsible. I thought it was his job to kind of look after
0: these guys. I don't know. Electmon could be dead, I suppose. It's pretty dark. Yeah, he could be dead, I guess. It's true. We don't know how much damage the Emperor did. I mean, if you wanted to. A-
1: Coming to power, taking out like would probably be a pretty smart move,
0: if you think about it. I could see that happening. Oh, you're accusing the Emperor of just slaughtering innocent children now? Yeah, he's like Anakin Skywalker. He just steps into the primary village and starts whipping all the babies to death.
1: I mean, like, rookies are the equivalent of children, right? And he did it to them.
0: It's okay, we're getting to his redemption. But all the babies would just immediately become eggs again. Just a vicious cycle. He's just there forever going, why do they keep coming back?
1: Daily baby whipping at (laughs) 3pm.
0: He just starts doing it for, like, sports. He's playing football with them, doing all sorts. (laughs) Soccer practice, yeah. Crossbar challenge. So, let's see. So, Davis tries to get Vimon to Digivolve, and it doesn't work, like, three times.
1: Really want to fill up that screen time, because not much else happens this episode. (laughs) There is a funny part, though, where Davis asks Vimon why he can't Digivolve, and Vimon doesn't know, so he just starts screaming at the sky. God, why have you forsaken me?
0: (laughs) Vimon's just good Davis. He is, yeah. It's a shame. So because, I guess, Gatamon and Panamon might be embarrassed if they can't digivolve as well, they decide to go out of the town to try and digivolve too. I'm pretty certain from later on we know that Gatamon can't digivolve anyway because they don't have crests anymore, or the power of the crests.
1: Yeah, they're not supposed
0: to be able to make it to ultimate level without the crests or something like that. We saw Andromon, I think, once, but that was in the Dark Ocean, so it's kind of an exception. Different rules. Different rules for different dimensions. Yeah, something like that. But Patamon can't develop either, so they realise that the spires must have reactivated. I did warn them, like, two episodes ago that they probably should have cleaned up the spires first. (laughs) That would definitely
1: be the priority.
0: (laughs) You'd think so. Like, they're not even landmarks or anything. They're just eyesores. It's true, they are all pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong.
1: They are supposed to be like 10 or something, though.
0: Cody is like 8 or something. He's somehow the smartest of the group. Supposed to be, anyway. Still, Cody should have had the dejeque of love and Yoli had the one of knowledge, but no. Because the woman has to have the women crests. Because men are incapable of love. True. That's what Digimon's going for. We like our Digimon factual. While all these attempts at digivolving are going on, Cody and Digmon are in a tunnel. It's just a regular tunnel, it's not a secret tunnel. It's just a tunnel. I'm not u- not using the secret tunnel song for the outro again. And they get attacked by a Thundermon.
1: Which is really weird, because it hasn't got a dark ring, so why is it attacking them?
0: Yeah, there's no dark ring, it's just attacking them. They could just have territory. I mean, Davis was attacked by a Tortomon earlier for... No particular reason. I thought there was a very specific reason. But there was no dark ring on him. Digimon can just be violent. I
1: don't know whether this is brought up again later in later episodes, but it could just be territorial.
0: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times the season one kids were attacked with no dark rings. That's true. Like, Quagamon turned up twice. Quagamon's just mean.
1: Yeah, I feel really bad for him.
0: So, we get the, the sort of the, the battle music that has the strings and stuff from all the way back on the first episode, which is the best battle music. And Digmon gets de-digivolved, because Digmon is apparently weak as anything.
1: Digmon's not great, even compared to most of the, the Digimon. He <laughs> doesn't really
0: have much time in the spotlight. No, he doesn't. He doesn't really do that much. Even when he does, he's just underground on his own. It's kind of like this episode, really. Still doesn't do
1: much. <laughs> anyway, so Cody gets crushed. By a piece of falling rubble, or at least we hoped that was the case, but Armadillomon digivolves to Ankylomon and saves
0: the day. Hooray! Also, I don't wish that Cody was crushed. You don't? You like Cody? Yeah. I like Cody more than Davis. It's not a very good comparison. I don't wish death upon Cody. I don't hate him that much. That's nice of you. Let's see. I think it's only Davis that I would wish death upon.
1: I don't know. You need something really cringy to make the episodes interesting. I think Davis fills that role.
0: I mean, no, there's nothing cringier than Davis. i was <laughs> trying to think of someone, but nope, Davis is the worst. He is. Anyway, back to this. Ankylomon is just bigger, spikier armadillomon, essentially. He's a dinosaur. Dinosaurs are cool. Do you know which dinosaur it's based off of, perchance? Must be a stegosaurus, yeah? Yep, spot on, got it first try. Oh, nice, yeah, I knew that ten-year-old dinosaur knowledge would come in handy. I don't know why it's only ten-year-olds that get to learn about dinosaurs. I don't know, it's really sad, isn't it? It's almost like it's not really useful knowledge in our current day and age where there aren't any dinosaurs. Unless you are trying to compare a Digimon to a dinosaur,
1: then it's very useful. I think it's an Ankylosaur. Oh, well, it's pretty on the nose. Good clarification, though, just in case people were confused.
0: Yeah, just in case they couldn't detect the sarcasm. <laughs>
1: People can be pretty serious about their dinosaur knowledge.
0: Yeah, we get so many angry messages when we misidentify our Digimon. So, Ankylomon drags Cody out from the tunnel. Cody then gets launched by Thundermon. I think. You can't really see it happen. He just goes flying. Um, And then Cody is caught by this mysterious insect, Digimon. With a really cool voice. He doesn't say anything. But I think it's just his attacks, yeah. Yeah, he says, like, one attack name. And I've forgotten what the attack name was. Striking Spike or something? I don't know. Yeah. That sounds generic enough. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Digimon attack. Oh, it's spiking strike.
1: <laughs> oh, so close.
0: He also has spinning spiking strike. Wow, it's just the best. Some of his other moves include sharp fang. and am pretty that you can't see his mouth. Does he even have
1: a mouth? I don't even know.
0: He has evil antenna. Oh, and the most interesting, sharp kick. Just straps knives to his feet. If you look at him, his toes are pretty damn sharp already. Yeah, kind of like claws. Yeah, we're talking about Stingmon, even though it doesn't say his name. Spoilers. I'm sorry. I was really looking forward to finding out which generic name it had. It could have been Spikemon
1: or Bugmanmon. Bugmanmon.
0: Wait, one of the lines is just, it wields the spikes on both of its arms. Just like, don't even have a cool weapon name, it's just The Spikes. The Spikes. As it specializes in attacks that silence the opponent with a single blow. I think it kind of does. There's like some Dragon Ball Z dodging and stuff going on, but other than that, I think it's just one attack. It is essentially an Assassin Digimon, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I really like Steamon. It's one of the cooler designs from this season, I think. It does sound like an evil villain's Digimon as well. It does. It is revealed that this is actually Ken's worm mom that's just saved Cody from Thunderman and then murdered the Thunderman. Ken peeks out from behind a little tower. Everyone goes,
1: Gasp, it's Ken. How did he get up there? That's a good question. How did no one see him get up there? Was he just like hiding behind the tower waiting for
0: a dramatic reveal? <laughs> Now, jumps out. <gasps> it's Ken. It's the Digimon Kenpera. <laughs> Whoa. It's too much of a stretch, even for me. <laughs> it's okay. Still not the worst I've heard. <laughs> You're doing all right. It should be the Digi-Ken Kenpera. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Digi-Man Kenpera. I think that's enough of that one. Let's move on.
1: So, they vanish, and then they all kind of speculate that the reason that armadillo Mom was able to digivolve was because... Someone got rid of the control
0: spire. Spoilers. I think the creepy lady turned the spire into the Thundermon. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of what I was like hinting towards. I forgot she used
1: the control spires for that. I thought it was just she grabbed like, her hair or whatever, but that sounds right.
0: Next episode is called Spirit Needle. And I'm pretty sure she uses her needles to like turn the spires into like spire Digimon.
1: That means it's okay to kill them
0: because they're not real Digimon. We'll get to that next episode, I think. This time it's kind of just like, oh, there's a Thundermon. Oh, Ken killed it. We don't know why. Ken might still be a bit evil.
1: Thanks for all your help, Ankylomon. We really needed you this episode. Ankylomon did pretty much nothing. Did he use an attack? Um, he digivolved. They did his Digimon analyzer and then he got Cody out of the hole. Which Digimon could have done already. (laughs) Digimon would have been arguably better. He's designed to dig. Yeah, they just had to get it out of the way somehow, I guess, so. Did they even
0: refer to or use the tail hammer?
1: Maybe in the Digimon analyzer, but no, he didn't use it at all. Like, he literally digivolves and gets Cody out of the hole, and then he just stands there while they all look at Ken and Simon.
0: And he sounds exactly the same as Armodillamon, which is really weird, because he's like 10 times bigger.
1: Why does Digimon have an accent? Is that like somehow the (laughs) Digi-Armor giving him an accent? I
0: guess it's just the insect part of it. So insects are Texan. (laughs) Apparently it has similar sounds. It's just like the Tentamon element in there. Apparently Tentamon's from Texas, I guess. (laughs) It's just a weird one. Just a weird one. But the episode closes off with Ken walking off into the sunset. He's doing a Pokemon. He is doing a Pokemon. And just says like, oh, we're going to catch the creepy lady next time. Along those lines.
1: I think we cut to Cody doing another Kendo lesson probably with the same animation again. And he's trying to work out why Ken helped him. And Cody's grandpa whacks him on the head, says he needs to be more fluid. And then they bring up the liquid yogurt analogy again. Then the whole show is just
0: sponsored by yogurt. (laughs) Yogurt and prune juice. Prune flavored yogurt. Cody's grandpa's like dream food. Yeah, that was the end of the episode. Are there any notes we missed that you want to
1: mention? I think we get like another still frame of the mysterious woman. But other than that, I think
0: we've covered pretty much everything. Not much happened. And the only thing that I've not mentioned is that pretty much everywhere seems to be primary village lately.
1: Yeah, that didn't look like primary village. They've not had
0: houses before, they just had the block towers. No wonder TK liked it so much. <laughs>
1: I think that's probably like my favorite line of the episode. (laughs) Yes, I've been to the block tower. Wait till Davis hears about this. He'll freak out. That's so stupid.
0: So uh, who was your standout character?
1: No one really did anything apart from be themselves this episode. I feel like Ken's the obvious choice because we had to see him develop a little bit at the start. And I guess you get to see him help clean up, even though he kills what could just be a Digimon at the end. He's the obvious choice, but my... Pick's going to go for Cody's grandpa, because he's far more interesting than Cody, in my opinion. And I actually really like yoga also, so I kind of resonated with his excitement.
0: Yeah, that's a solid choice, honestly. It's one of a few actually kind of funny jokes in the show. His food analogies. I don't really get his lessons a lot of the time. It feels like he's trying to teach Cody something, but Cody's struggling with a completely different problem most of the time. It's like, why would Ken help me? You need to be more fluid. <laughs> it's confusing. My standout character, I did just pick Ken, just because it kind of follows straight on from last episode. It shows that he's now being nice to his parents again, and then it's also like, oh, but he's he's still avoiding all the other kids and murdering Digimon. The murdering Digimon bit would be pretty surprising, I think. Bit of a red flag. Also, he's now chasing down a different villain. So, a villain chasing a villain is interesting. What was your favourite thing?
1: So, despite the really gross chewing noises, I think my favourite bit was the opening scene with Ken and his family. A lot of people can probably relate to the doing things specifically because you don't want people you care about or to worry about you sort of thing. And it was just really nice to see Ken, like, being a normal kid again sort of thing and having normal kid problems.
0: Eating too much, like normal kids. Yes. It was a nice scene. Yeah, I liked it. For me, my favourite thing was just the fact that, despite this being Ankylomon's Digivolution episode, he gets one-upped by Stingmon, who just turns up. It's a way cooler Digimon, too. (laughs) Ankylomon's just fat armadillomon. And was this episode filler or not filler? Not filler. Could have been ten
1: minutes shorter. But we're introduced to the mysterious lady, who's some sort of villain. um, And we do get a Digivolution, even though it's lackluster. Two, if you can sting
0: yeah we get two new digimon Well, digivolutions it's not filler overall thoughts i
1: don't know i wish they had done something more interesting with the cody stuff the ken stuff is all pretty good i didn't mind any of that but it seemed like there was just a lot of nothing like a lot of scenes of davis playing with digimon and we had three failed digivolutions that weren't
0: even necessary other than that it was an okay episode it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't super interesting. Like, the show's still relying on Ken to carry it at the moment. Ken was not in this. It'd be so boring.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they had him stick around after the whole Digimon Emperor arc, because it would be really boring if he just went back to being a normal kid.
0: If it actually focused on Cody. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> it would not be good. But yeah, I think there's not much else to discuss with that one, really. So shall we move on to the Pokemon? Sounds good. Next up is Wired for Battle. Did you watch the intro song, by the way?
1: I did. I always have to watch the uh, Johto
0: theme song. I remembered to watch it this time, and it is a good song. It's pretty good. It's a whole new world. I really like the parts. It's better than Digimon's by a long shot. Digimon. Yeah, the English themes for Digimon
1: are really bad. The same for the first three seasons, apart from some mild modifications.
0: Yeah, they don't change much. No. So, we start off. Ash and Koa walk through a forest, so nothing new there. And Team Rocket are just sort of making their plans for the day for how they're going to try and get Pikachu. They are. They've got a really good plan
1: this time. They're going to get in front of them and dig a big hole. Yes. It's the
0: classic pitfall plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what app says. He really likes that one. It's tried and tested. And they know it doesn't work, but it's worth trying because it's really easy to do. <laughs> then a Caesar starts dashing through the forest.
1: Some creepy old guy sneaks up behind Team Rocket and asks them if they want to battle. And they're like, sure, if you're in a battle, we'll battle, we'll take you on. And uh, yeah, then you just hear screaming and we cut back to Ash and Co., who hear something. That sounds like screaming.
0: Yeah, they hear screaming because apparently Caesar can't identify Pokemon and people. So he just attacks everyone. And Old Guy then turns up to speak with Ash and Co as well, looking for battlers, Pokemon trainers, the people that will battle. The people that will battle. Yes, those people. And then Misty starts shouting at him. She's really upset. Because this guy's Caesar is basically just like out of control. Caesar didn't actually attack Pikachu. It just kind of stood off against them.
1: Yeah, it looked at him menacingly
0: from a distance. Not from a distance, from like right in front of it. Well, it was still technically
1: a distance, just not a long
0: distance. During that confrontation, Pikachu gets some electricity bubble around it, which not seen.
1: That was really weird, actually. And he seems like tired when they're talking to
0: the old man, but... Maybe it learned force field. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come up again. I guess it was just an animation thing just to show like oh he's ready if he goes inside this area pikachu will kill that's his kill zone so this old guy who's called Muramasa gets ash and co to follow them back to his elite pokemon training center which is like one of the coolest the locations we've had so far
1: yeah it's pretty interesting and it looks kind of different than just a trainer school because the students seem to work out with their pokemon which is interesting
0: basically a dojo for Pokemon trainers. And the reason that Muramasu has been looking for Pokemon trainers for battling is because he has one particular student who has a laptop and refuses to actually battle people. That is Shingo and he's
1: trainer files that tell him all about trainers Pokemon and their strategies so he can
0: decide whether or not he'd win a battle without actually having to battle. So yeah, his database is basically OP. He just, like, searches up Ash in the base and just goes, okay, Um, here's all the reasons why you suck. I'm not going to battle you. (laughs) Yeah, he just says no. (laughs) It's so good.
1: Yeah, I really like Shingo, actually. Team Rocket is in the bushes, and they overhear about this crazy trainer database, which they can use to capture Pikachu and decide which Pokemon they're going to steal and win every battle. And this really bad hacker theme plays in the background, and we get to see them all playing on computers for a little while with sunglasses on. I'm
0: sorry, really bad?
1: It was pretty bad. There's better hacker themes out there.
0: I thought it was good. I liked it. It was okay for Pokemon. Classic funky Team Rocket music.
1: It is pretty funny, though. I think James says, it's time Team Rocket entered the high-tech world of information. They talk about downloading information, and Jessie says, what does download mean? So, Jessie doesn't understand computers, and it's very funny.
0: (laughs) Ha ha ha, she's a woman. Women don't get
1: things. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that
0: is a bit rough that they made it, Jessie. But, oh well. It would have made more sense to make it Meowth that doesn't get computers. Because he's a cat.
1: He did learn how to talk, though. Maybe he, like hung out on internet chat rooms. Meowth's probably the smartest of the, the team, actually. Yeah, he always seems to be the one piloting the robots. You so. could make an argument for all of them not getting computers. I think that would have been funnier, almost, if the whole group didn't understand. They're just like, oh, we need that magic box that tells you information.
0: So all three of them don't really get it. That would have been good but that's not the case. It's just Jesse. So this guy finishes off dissing Ash and how bad at everything he is. And Muramasa basically just takes Ash's side. well Ash and co, and explains that Shingo won't battle anyone because he just keeps calculating that he'll win. And Ash is like, I'll battle Shingo.
1: Shingo says he'll battle someone when his teacher finds him an opponent that can teach him something he
0: doesn't already know. How do you know if you don't know something? Because you don't know that it's a thing you don't know. Because you don't know about the thing. And this is his teacher that has to know
1: that Shingo doesn't know the thing that he doesn't know.
0: All that anyone has to do to get Shingo to bottom is just go, I know something you don't know. Yeah, and then he'll jump out of his seat. He's ready to go. But didn't think of
1: that strategy, unfortunately.
0: And for some reason throughout this whole bit, I've had had like random clicking noises. And I don't know if it was people typing in the show or not. Or if it was just a glitch with the audio on my end
1: oh okay
0: i didn't notice anything i'm assuming it was just like keyboard tapping in the show so shingo is in the bedroom with his laptop <laughs> he's not masturbating just to make that clear
1: He went straight there okay
0: i think there's no beating around the bush oh no
1: what's this podcast rated again
0: yeah pg it's perfectly natural. Human beings, interesting creatures. <laughs> kind of makes sense. I couldn't imagine Shingo doing that over a database.
1: <laughs> He's pretty passionate about it,
0: as we find out later. But
1: yeah, so Ash tries to get him off his computer. He tries to pull him outside. And this really reminds me of like, I don't know whether you as a kid were ever playing video games or something and your parents or someone else's parents is like, oh, go play outside. It's a great day. You're like, "Nah, we am having fun in here but that's what it reminded me of.
0: Yeah, so I was like, play outside while it's sunny. So while Ash, I say distracts Shingo, really I should say yanks him all the way across the room, (laughs) Team Rocket gets me out to plug a cable into Shingo's laptop so they can start downloading. And because Jessie doesn't get downloading, she just starts pulling the cable, reeling in the laptop. Yeah, she decides she's going to download the entire laptop by just yanking it out of the window. (laughs) That's a really long cable as well. That would have been super expensive. And it looked like an HDMI port, so I'm not going to download much out of it. Because Jesse downloads the laptop all the way out the window, Muramasa's Caesar turns up. He's called Masamune and cuts the cable. And Shingo comes outside to find out what all the commotion was and where his laptop's gone.
1: So Shingo grabs his laptop after... Masamune has saved it from Team Rocket and he tries to look up Team Rocket and find them in his database and he can't find them. So Team Rocket keeps insulting him and saying that it must be a pretty bad database if it doesn't have them in it. And he asks the rest of the crew if they're really that important and
0: Ash, Brock and Misty and co say no, not really. They're wrong. Team Rocket are like the lifeblood of the show. They kind of are. But still. I guess all the battles aren't really legal. They don't ever have like a a proper battle it's just like we'll send out both Arbok and Weezing. Send out all our Pokemon and get one hit by the good guys Pokemon and that's the battle. Pretty much. So Shingo sends out his own Caesar, who's called Blade. Such a good name. Very original. Yeah. scissor Blade. Ooh. It's like the thing from Kill to Kill. It's also red. Similarities just don't stop. Maybe this thing eventually becomes that Blade. What an origin story. And so they all go on about how Blade is the fastest and the strongest, and it sounds like an advert. Yeah, a Gillette ad. Our blade is the strongest, fastest blade around. It just sounds like some sort of razor blade advert. And then Caesar just wipes the floor with Team Rocket. Jessie sends out all her Pokémon and just tells him
1: to clean out his hard drive, which is surprising because I thought she wasn't meant to know anything about computers, but that was actually a pretty spot-on
0: joke insult. She shouldn't know what a hard drive is. <laughs> she shouldn't, but she does, so you Got a word. (laughs) So, after Team Rocket blasts off again, Ash finally convinces Shingo to actually have a battle against him. So, that Shingo can prove that his laptop just can solve everything, I guess. And, surprisingly, Ash sends out Heracross instead of Pikachu. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be Pikachu
1: with the standoff at the beginning of the episode, but Heracross was a good choice. I like Heracross.
0: Yeah, it's nice to see him for once, because we never see anyone that's not Pikachu. (laughs) I don't think he sent out any other Pokemon in, like, the last... Several episodes. Oh wow, that's really bad. We do get a cameo
1: appearance on Shingo's laptop of some of these other Pokemon, but that's about it.
0: That's about it. We might have seen Chikorita a couple times. I think that's about it. But yes, Heracross faces off against Blade, and intense battle happens.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised.
0: It's actually a pretty good battle, as far as Pokemon battles usually go. Yeah, there's a lot of counterattacking and movement orders and stuff. Instead of just, Go Pikachu! I think at some point Ash says there's a whole lot more to Pokemon than just data, which is
1: really weird because that sounds like an attack on Digimon (laughs) in the context of this podcast. But Heracross wins the battle and Shingo decides he doesn't need his computer anymore because his battling spirit has been restored.
0: Essentially, yeah, because Blade lost, having never lost before. Which must mean all of his data is garbage and
1: he's going to throw it all away, even though it looks
0: like it could be very useful for other things. It could be pretty useful, like, before the battle. But you don't want to be referring to it mid-battle. So yes, uh, Shingo has learned the error of his ways. Ash won a battle, which is surprising. And they did good. Now they can walk off into the sunset. I think
1: it's actually Team Rocket who hobbles into the sunset
0: this time. Team Rocket are being up. Battered and bruised and yeah there's not much to the episode to go into extreme depth on but is there anything we missed you'd like to mention
1: not really no like it was a nice concise episode i think so quick questions then who was your standout character my standout character was shingo for this episode i actually really liked him as a character he's one of the more interesting filler characters i thought like Caesar, despite being the main Pokemon in this episode, wasn't really that important to it. He could have had any Pokemon. I thought it was interesting how he battled with a different strategy than most other trainers and using his analysis and stuff like that. And his voice sounded really familiar, so I looked it up, and it turns out it's the same guy who plays Yugi from Yu Gi Oh, who did his voice. Little Karibo. Yes. Exact same guy.
0: <laughs> I've not watched the actual Yu-Gi-Oh show, only the abridged.
1: <laughs> That's not a bad move.
0: Wait, so did Ash just play a trap card by making Heracross stand there?
1: That was kind of dumb, but yeah, it worked in the end, apparently, so...
0: Just Heracross stand still and wait for him to attack. <laughs> and Heracross closes his eyes. Sure, you're not moving, but why did you close your eyes as well? It's just showing off. My standout character was also Shingo, because he was actually a solid filler character. You could have made it for a nice recurring
1: filler character i think if they had it stuck with the analysis thing but he's a changed
0: man now so don't need to see him ever again Snow so he has all that space to start torrenting anime on his laptop what was your favorite thing i really liked all the computer analogies they weren't all
1: great i don't know whether it's because i work with computers and stuff a lot i feel like i just really appreciated them and i think i don't know i really liked how jesse just yanked the laptop out she's downloading the whole
0: laptop because otherwise that would have been a pretty solid strategy. No one had noticed. My favourite thing was just the fact that Team Rocket weren't in the database at all. That's really funny. Not worth pointing there. And then just the reaction to it as well. Just like, oh, well, your database sucks then. I think it's the database that's wrong. But was this episode filler or not filler? It was definitely a filler. Had six filler episodes in a row. Sounds like Pokemon. Pokemon's doing well. What gym are they up to? Gone through one so far. Oh, uh, Pokemon. Why, <laughs> overall thoughts, it was just good filler, and it actually focused on battling, which is a good change, yeah, it was like a good, lengthy battle
1: too. It wasn't just one of those one hit and we're done sort of things. It's way better than I thought it'd be. I read the plot um summary beforehand. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be really bad, but it was actually quite good. I was surprised. it's good when they actually do good battles.
0: Because they don't a lot of the time. Yeah, usually someone just trips the sprinklers and then that's the end of that. Here's the gym badge. It's such an important part of the video games, and you don't see it explored in the anime half as much as I'd like it to be. It's more about the adventure than the battles, I suppose. Because, like, the turn-based battles are okay in the games, but so much more opportunity to give the battles life in the show. So it's nice when they actually do that for once. The battles can be more dynamic and interesting in the show, with their strategies. So it's nice when they do it. Although most of this battle was just counterattacking and counterattacking. It's just counterattack. Oh, go faster, Caesar. Use agility. Go faster. That's basically it. He's already
1: as fast as he can be. He's red. There's no faster colour. Wasn't he called, like, the red streak
0: or something? I think that was the teacher's one, because they both had Skizzle. The Crimson Streak. Oh, yeah, that was it. And Team Rocket had a losing streak. That was it. Good line. I think we're good to move on to Mono e Mono. Now it's time for Mono e Mono where we attempt to compare these episodes. So, uh, let's pick our Monsters of the Weeks first.
1: For this episode, it was probably Stingmon. I feel like not many of the other monsters in either episode did very much. Plus, Stingmon's just overall a really cool Digimon. And I think if I hadn't seen it already once beforehand, it would have been really surprising to find out that that was Wormmon Because Wormmon's traditionally been such a weak and
0: kind of pathetic Digimon from what we've seen. But Stingmon's really cool. I mean, Assassin Bugman. You don't expect that from small worm buddy he's a caterpillar he's a caterpillar i'm 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 suddenly angry (laughs) anyway um, i actually picked caesar as my favorite because it's one of those ones where they've taken an old region pokemon and added an evolution on top and the evolution's pretty cool
1: yeah because i kind of stopped doing that after what was it fourth gen i think
0: they did like evolutions where they included other typings i think because they introduced steel in gen 2 they added that on top of cyther so caesar was really cool I had a really interesting way to evolve it too with the metal coat and having to trade it with an item. I'm assuming they must have had a hint for that in the game somewhere, because otherwise, how on earth would you work that out? Yeah, there must just be an NPC somewhere, I guess. Probably. Who was worse, Ash or Davis?
1: This one was actually kind of tough, because neither of them really did anything that was super bad. They were both okay, like they were both annoying to some degree, but not horrible. But I I guess I'll go with Davis, because he broke some windows, and I'm not okay with vandalism.
0: Minus one to Davis it is. (laughs) Like, Ash, I had no problems with Ash this episode. He was pretty good, and his being, like, arrogant and overconfident is just consistent with his character at this point. So, I don't mind him getting a bit ranty when Shingo insulted his abilities. Which storyline did you prefer? I think I preferred the... Filler episode. So the Pokemon episode
1: was more entertaining. It had an interesting character. In it. I said before that's kind of rever filler, and the fact that they had a semi-interesting battle for once that was important to the episode was pretty good. The Digimon episode could have been much shorter. I think the ten bits were good, but
0: everything else was a bit bit boring. Well, the Ken and the Kendo. Exactly. Without those bits, that whole episode would be a bit boring. <laughs> Although TK building those blocks was pretty intense. Should have had a whole episode about that. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you, though. I enjoyed Pokemon's plot a lot more. Yeah, it was an interesting episode. Digimon just didn't have anything going on. It was just carrying on with cleanup, which you've had before.
1: And it made me really annoyed how, like, the titular character in Kilomon with his tail hammer didn't do anything. It was like a Ken episode disguised as a Cody episode.
0: (laughs) How come they gave Davis a whole episode for his Digivolution and then Cody gets this? So they
1: haven't done anything with Yoli yet?
0: Yoli's not had her Digivolution yet, but... Davis got a whole episode. A whole really bad episode. Maybe it's better this way. At least Xvmon got to use an attack. Stingmon didn't even get an episode either. It was just shared. That was okay, though, because he kind of stole the show and he was mysterious. and He got to do an attack as well. Yeah, I was okay with that. I think that's the first time we've had it where we see the Digivolution without a Digivolution animation first as well. I think uh, they made up for that by
1: having three failed Digivolutions earlier in the episode. So, were there any similarities... Both episodes feature really cool bipedal insect monsters. You got Skeezor and you
0: got Stingmon. Missed joke opportunity there. Just, you've got Skeezor and you've got Ankylomon.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go for it. Good decision on my part. I guess both have characters learning new ways of becoming stronger. That's a bit of a stretch though. Cody didn't learn anything I feel like they tried to make it seem like he did, but he didn't really. He was still grumpy and
0: unforgiving at the end of it.
1: And not necessarily relevant to the episode, but the fact that Shingo is basically the Izzy equivalent of the Pokemon world, (laughs) with his laptop, his Pokemon analyzer, and his uh, red insect
0: partner. (laughs) There's way too many parallels there. It really spun me out when I thought about it. So weird. That is a lot of coincidences. Too many. Well, it's three. Three isn't too many. It's a conspiracy. I was going to say, we don't see technology in Pokemon that much, but we get the Pokedex like every episode, so we can Although the Pokedex is pretty much useless because Brock's there. I was struggling for similarities. The only one I came up with was that there was some battling. That's a good one. Both shows have fighting monsters in them. Who would have expected that? Uh, We've got like a sensei-student relationship.
1: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of
0: that one. We've got the grandpa and Cody, and we've got Muramasa, and Shingo. Both the kids are kind of like the knowledgeable people, even though Cody knows very little about computers. But he's still got the egg kind of knowledge.
1: Oh, I just thought of another one, too. Both episodes end with a sunset, with a semi-evil character walking into the sunset.
0: Lovely. Wait, the semi-evil character was just like... It was a dark street, wasn't it? Oh, I meant as in, like, Ken, and then you had um, Team Rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much else similarity-wise... But were there any, like, big differences to mention? There wasn't really any I could
1: think of for this one.
0: Well, I've got a couple. The first one I've got is that there isn't really any training aspect to Digimon. Basically, they just get the Digivolutions as and when they need them. But in Pokemon, you do have to constantly train your Pokemon, get better at battling, and there's a lot more of a, a practice element to it. It's not just new power level unlocked like it is in Digimon all the time.
1: A lot more skill on the humans part as well, rather than just saying, hey Digimon, go fight this thing. You've actually got to order commands and learn how to cooperate with your Pokemon and stuff like that.
0: It's a lot more of a team effort. It's not just your big monster does everything for you. The the other thing I've got is that uh, Pokemon doesn't have an overarching, like, villain at all because you can barely even count team rocket they're kind of just joke characters but digimon has ken and now it's got this new creepy lady turning up so it has like a new villain that lasts for however many episodes at a time because of the separated villains you've kind of got
1: different arcs in digimon whereas pokemon's one giant arc of the whole league battles and stuff like that
0: yeah it just goes on on and 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 on Will they reach Azalea town before the series ends, I wonder? We'll find out how far they get in a full season and nine episodes. But yeah, that's all the differences we've got. Now, which episode deserves the point? For me, it's the Pokemon episode. Like, it's filler,
1: but it's, it's good filler, and I had fun watching it. Whereas the Digimon episode, I was kind of looking around the room when Ken wasn't on screen, and yeah, it was, it was hard to retain focus, because just nothing was happening.
0: Just like, as soon as Ken vanishes, you like, huh, where am I? It's like a rock blind is put on you. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Pokemon was a lot more fun. Digimon was kind of dull and aimless. It's only really Ken's stuff that interested me. And they haven't done anything to flesh out why Cody's been distrusting or unforgiving or whatever. I think they give it like one more episode later. There's just no backstory to him yet. So that makes the score 14-10 to Pokemon. We're nearly at the halfway mark. Next time we'll be discussing the 25th episodes, Spirit Needle and Good Quill Hunting. It's a great pun. It's fantastic. I think The next episode is one where Aquilimon turns up. So we've got like Aquilimon and also good quill hunting for Pokemon. That's that's very strange. That is interesting that those line up. But yes, if you want to get in touch, just tweet at us, email at us, or jump in our Discord to chat at us. And of course, a massive thank you to Mac for joining me today. where can the people find you? I don't have any official plugs, but if listeners want to get in touch with me, they can just whisper my name into the wind and I'll know. Oh, that's lovely. All the links to our stuff are in the show notes, uh, including the Moncast Patreon. So a big thank you to every one of our patrons, including Cheeside236, James B., John C., Nicholas and Irving G. for supporting the show it means a massive deal. Thank you so much again and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. So, until next time, bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. Happy Australia Day. Get a sausage. I just realised that Shingo is basically Izzy.
1: (laughs) That was actually one of my points for the similarities. He's (laughs) he's got a red insect partner, and he's always on his laptop analyzing monsters of some sort. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'll let you break that up again later. Okay, sure. (laughs) Get a sausage. (laughs) Sausage in a slice of bread with tomato sauce and mustard. Can't beat it.
0: Ooh, mustard's too much. Mustard's too much. I'm not a mustard fan. It's too or spicy for me.
1: Too spicy for me. <laughs> <laughs>